So, uh, did you have a chance to read that article? Yeah, I read it. Do you believe that article is in good faith, that there's not some kind of deception or agenda behind it, and that that girl actually exists and what her story says is true? Are these people you're talking to think that that's all fake? They believe that the woman transitioned her child before the age of puberty or is considering it solely to gain notoriety and attention from Netflix, yes. Oh, well, you know, man, here's the thing. When you read the article, so right off the bat, when you're reading, the article doesn't really do itself any service if you're trying to get people not to think that because the way the article is written is you hear about this young girl who's living out in Texas, but then you also start hearing about Zoom meetings and phone calls from agents and her success, how she's, you know, her career. And then, and then there's also... There's also sentences in the article that state that, you know, that her notoriety and her celebrity is a place of safety and that, you know, it's sort of been a shield from them. So the way the article is written, it sort of suggests that. I mean, the, you know, if, if a person already has a, you know, a, a preconceived idea, then you read that. The article does itself no favors. So, yeah, you, you kind of come away from with this idea that what's being pushed here. And then there's, there seems to be sort of a narrative set to it, too. Where it's like the article sort of makes you think that this person sort of had a falling out with their church and that they kind of hate the church now. And then they, because it, the way the article's written, it sort of makes it sound like she's making her own church and that now she's more Christian than she's ever been or, you know, a better person. Well, ignore the loaded statements for a second. And you said you did it because she hates her church. Does that mean she has no valid objections? She said she tried the whole thing where she shaved the kid's head and forced it to go to school and boy, forced her. Sorry for using the word it. Forced her to go to school in boys' clothes. Do you think that well, was the, the appropriate way to go about it? Here's the thing. Here's why I said that she hates the church, and it may be that she hates her own actions. But the way the article is written. Because if it's not, if she didn't write the article herself, and I don't know who wrote the article, but the way the article comes across is the article already sets up the church as being the bad guy in the beginning before you even let her know anything went down. Because they say they tell you how to think and how to vote and what to watch. So they, they say these things, but they say it in a way that's very, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's like uh, they're criticizing, they're critiquing something from that point already. And then it's like she uh, finds some kind of escape from it. And then, like, she goes to, uh, she's a keynote speaker at a gay pride parade, and she said she prayed more and did more for people there than she ever did inside any church. So, now. Let me I interject that, something just here. Uh, hold that thought. Uh, how is that any different from the one of the people in my channel saying that without any question, whatever they're doing to this child is obviously ab abuse, and perhaps the child should be removed from her parents and put in foster care? How is that any less of a snap judgment? Oh, I don't, I, that is a snap judgment. Like, if you're saying that somebody, like a child, should be automatically removed from a home because you. Well, he didn't. He didn't say that explicitly, but the article was written in the context of you know this is child abuse when you do this to a child, and the only recourse for child abuse under Texas law is removing it from the parent's home and placing it into foster care. And well, uh, you're asking a different question, though. Are you asking me? You said that there was a guy in your channel that was making a snap judgment. Right. His snap judgment is that any attempt to transition a, a, a child before the age of puberty by using any kind of chemical or surgical therapy is tantamount to child abuse. And I tried yeah, to give okay. this as an example of a situation where it wasn't, and uh, he, he said nothing about the article he read uh, suggested that it was not child abuse. 
And the conversation continued, and uh, I followed that the natural logical progression was that you remove the child from the home and you put it into foster care if it's being abused. And does he support that? And there was a lot of equivocation, distractions. That question was never answered. It seems like here, anyway, what were you saying before? I don't know. You were asking me something. I was just talking about the way she... The way the article, I'm not making any assessment of that family or that kid. I'm just, you asked me to read that article. So the article suggests that there was issues within that church. There's already problems about it. There was problems with the way people are being perceived. And it does seem to come across and read in a way where it sounds like there's some celebrity aspect to it. And, you know, it's in, and, and, and it's also written from perspective where, you know, obviously, I mean, it's written from a perspective where they're like, you know, it, it would be that like, I think there was one uh, phrase in there that said that, you know, they were using that Kai as an example. And they, they described her as a fair haired with as a fair haired blonde with wide set eyes that that would suggest that it was a very peaceful person. And they said it would be difficult for for conservatives or Republicans or how, whatever they said. They said something like that, a conservative to see them as a person who just wants to get into girls bathrooms or boys bathrooms or whatever to abuse people you know they, so they're already kind of setting it up that that the you know that, that that any person who would see that as abuse any person that would think that you shouldn't transition a uh a pre a pre-adolescent that anybody who says that they shouldn't do it is all automatically a bigot but that's you know, not they, what the article said though the article implied that but it didn't directly state that people think who think kids should not be transitioned or bigots. It simply said that the overwhelming response to the to the young girl from her community was ostracization from her church and her school. And given from some from some of the things that I heard the other night while I was stripping and waxing floors, that does not surprise me at all. There's not a lot of complexity in discussion on this issues among the Republican base. <clears throat> but I mean but once again, you, the, the article is attempting to be you know it, it's the article is attempting to color things in a way that suggests that everybody who's conservative is a bigot, and that's that's what I, that, that's the intention. I mean, the article reads in a way that that's the intention. You know, that you have this you have this fair-haired child who's being victimized by a society that's not willing to accept a natural course of action because the society is backwards and bigoted and overly religious. That's I don't I don't I don't think any any large overarching statements were made about churches or Christians at all. It simply said this is what happened to this girl, this is how she was treated, this is her way out of it. I don't think any any sort of blanket statements were made at all. That seems to me like something you're reading into it. I will I mean, say that, I just, that... I'm just telling you that's what the article says. It's not what I'm reading into it. I'm just saying that's the statement made by the article. And John, I mean, what I'm saying is anybody who reads that article unless... So the article is is, is written in a way that it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's a divisive article. It's going to be written in that way. It's not any kind of common grounds at all. So you're either going to be on one side of it or you're going to be on the other. It's purposely divisive. That's okay, well, it, that's that, interesting. That, How do you feel the article could have been written in, in, in a less divisive way? Because I think this is what the constitutional, or not the constitutional, but the criminal defense attorney was trying to suggest when he criticized the uh, political leanings of the author itself and com- and presented evidence of her previous writings for BuzzFeed and stuff like that, that it was intentionally a divisive bad faith article. How do you feel the article could have been written in a more neutral way? So if you want to write it in a more neutral way, I think you would start by, you would start by asking the questions of, as a parent, 
what do you do with a child that doesn't fit? And how do parents, how are parents supposed to grapple with this? And what are the, what are the uh, long-term, like the article could have talked about, what are the long-term, long-term effects of transitioning? How does it affect people? Um, what are the, what's, what's the scientific, I mean, what's the scientific information on the, the, the on the development of the human brain? Uh, what kind of maturity levels, I mean, where's the scientific consensus on this? There's plenty of ways to write that article to ask some of the similar questions they're trying to ask without it being written from that really terrible type of stance. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, all oh, these people are bad. This person's obviously good. And all this other people are obviously bad for not wanting this person to be who they want to be. When that's not that, you know, talk about a black and white point of view. You know, there's all kinds of things that factor into it. I mean, you could ask anybody. There's plenty of things that factor into those type of decisions, especially when it comes to people with underdeveloped, you know, who don't have developed brains. You know, you can't when it comes to the, the children and the decisions they make children are notoriously stupid and they shouldn't be given the ability to make these decisions because they're just not capable but when you fact when you write it a certain way and you want to get away from the science and get more into the emotional that's why those guys are saying the article seems biased or in poor bad faith you know well I, ha, here, having you explain it in that way is a far more effective way to understand your point of view and i do agree with you in some cases but you, you mentioned a point uh, where the child is incapable of making those decisions. Would you say that any child is ready for the decisions that have to be made in puberty, in puberty or any parent for that matter? No. So if, if the child, okay, the child believes for whatever reason, mental illness or gender dysphoria or whatever you want to call it, that they are not fit for the male role and that they want to be a female. Or they want to be a, they they're not fit for the man role and they want to be a woman, so puberty is going to decide that for them. So how do you square that idea with well that's you know that's the way it's got to be because that's the way life is and the person can't make that decision until after the fact. After puberty goes through, a lot of those decisions will be too late. It'll be too late to do a lot of the things that are necessary for there to go into their own uh, gender role. You see, so. That's the question that's foremost on my mind when you say things like that. Because, you know, I agree with you on the whole that adults should be responsible for such decisions, but no adult is going to be ready for all the trauma that happens to them in puberty. And the question is, what is the least harmful way to go about it? You know what I mean? I, honestly, honestly, and I think there's statistical evidence, there's been analysis done of this. I don't have the statistics in front of me. But here's what I think I've read stuff and people have talked about this. I think you're better off. And I think I, I do think that the old the old uh, uh, term or phrase that people used to use when it comes to doctoring and they say first do no harm. I think that if you're trying to disrupt a natural biological process, that's a healthy process. If you're trying to disrupt that natural, biological, scientific, healthy body process, which is what it is, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing abhorrent to it. It's not incorrect. It's you know, there's nothing like there's nothing abusive about it. It's just what nature is doing to a body. If you try to disrupt that, then you're doing harm to it. And our entire medical establishment is basically built on the foundation that you first do no harm. 
I think it would be better off for a person to wait until they're an adult before they decide how they want to live. They because anything else is harm. It's actual harm. Yeah. And let, unless well, then you the, the question the question that comes to my mind now is what is the source of that harm? Is it harm because the pro, because the chemicals that they use, from what I understand, they weren't conjured in a lab. There are chemicals that are present in the human body at any you know during during the during the, the the process of puberty, it would just be a question of you know, are we introducing this ourselves, or is this something the person naturally has? So it seems to me that most of the harm. This is where I get to bring my own agenda into it. it seems to me that most of the harm is if this child identifies as a woman, and they are thrown into a society not unlike the one there in Texas that that article purports to put forward. They will not be accepted. They will be abused. They will be minimized. They will be stigmatized. They will be victimized. And the question is, how do you prevent that from happening? You can't do it with education, education, because you said yourself that, uh, you know, uh, a, a lot. Well, you didn't say it yourself, but it's my opinion that a lot of these these attitudes are so deeply in, in, ingrown, and people are so prone to snap judgments that, that that child will never fit in anywhere. So then the question becomes. Is the problem the the uh, transition into puberty as assigned by biology? Is that really the problem? Is interrupting really that the problem, or the lack of acceptance for the person's personality that causes such people to want to go through such a transition in the first place? Well, well, we have to look at that from two different perspectives because one of those is a question about medicine, and the other one is a question about society. So you have to look at them two different ways. Now, on the one hand, if you look at it from a question from a medical standpoint, then yes, it would be doing harm. You disrupt some kind of process. You disrupt the natural biological process to cause something different to happen than a body that doesn't want that to happen. There's going to be issues. They've borne it out. They can see what happened. There's different things that happen to the body, and illnesses can occur, and I think even sometimes mental illnesses, it's not – when you start messing with that, you're kind of – there's a reason – there's a there's a biological medical reason not to do it, okay? But yeah. but people still do it. Now on this on the societal end, you could ask those questions and you can say, what do we do as a society to accept this individual who wants to live this way uh, and accept them for being who they believe themselves to be and, and allow them to be that so that they wouldn't feel this necessity to take this biological route, you know, to get some type, you know. So they wouldn't feel like they're being pigeonholed or something. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, I can't go to school because everybody thinks I'm a boy and I'm really a girl. And I'm or I don't, or I, or I, or I'm, or I'm effeminate. I don't do well at sports. I'm not very aggressive. I'm not very outspoken. I'm, I'm, I uh, may or may not be gay once puberty hits. You know, I'm going to get ostracized and stigmatized for these things. So why not be a girl where all of those things are acceptable? That's the kind of thing I'm driving at. You see what I mean? Yeah, but I, but that. Those are those are just questions for society, man. I don't know. That's a whole. I mean, you get it. It sort of goes back. This sort of you have to factor in the old ghost in the machine. There, you know what I'm saying? It's like I don't. I don't know. I don't know how you answer those questions. It's whatever society's ready for, you know, yeah. and whatever they're willing to accept. But. Well, you know. I guess I guess the question then becomes: Should we make society ready for these things with these agenda-based pieces, or should we just allow it to develop naturally? Because it seems to me it won't develop naturally. You know, there there has to be advocates for their own positions to affect any kind of change in society. 
Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know that you're ever going to. I mean, when it comes to something like that, I don't. I don't know. You can attempt it. You could attempt it, but I mean, I think that it'll just happen on its own. I don't know that you would ever be able to force that. You know, there's never going to be any force to it. Yeah. Because, because once again, we're talking about biology here. You know, we, we've had problems in the past. You know, and people have gotten in line. Got you know, legislation has happened and things like that where they've tried to straighten out problems they saw in society and tried to hasten it and make things better faster. And then you know, one could always ask the question. You know, well, did making it better, faster, really help the situation at all? Or do some of those, I mean, you know, if you, or, or do some of those, you know, like you could ask the question about civil rights, for instance, you could say, you know, did civil rights really fix the racism problem in America? And many people today would say no, that it didn't. It didn't fix the racism problem. I mean, can everybody eat at the same restaurant? Sure. Do, do everybody, uh, do they enjoy a lot of the same rights? Sure. A, a, lot, a lot of that did happen and come about of it. But the old, uh, you know, the old prejudices, they, many people would say the old prejudices are still here. Matter of fact, a lot of people would say that the police, the police systems in our country and the jail system our company are just as prejudiced as people were in the days of Jim Crow. Well, I, I, have, I have my own opinions on that, but uh, that's that's a little bit outside the the realm of discussion. I think I think we're roaming a little too far afield there. Uh, it seems to me, what, what what do you suppose causes resistance to this type of change, or how do you suppose such a change can be naturally fostered? I have my own opinion, but I want to hear yours first. In children. Not in children, no. Societal societal attitudes being more tolerant of of divergent gender roles. Not necessarily that men have to become women or women have to become men, but there's a place for feminine men and masculine women without stigmatization or ostracization. Like, how would you how would you how would you encourage that kind of development without forcing it? What do you think would be necessary? Is that is that possible? Yeah, I think it would just happen now. I mean, honestly, I don't even know that it needs to be fostered. Like, what I'm saying is I think that I think that generationally people change. Uh, well, I mean, I but there's, there's, there's vast media arms advocating certain positions in our society that are changing people's a- attitudes about things dramatically. Uh, it seems to me – go ahead. Well, yeah, but in, in, but what I'm saying is I feel like like you can see right now in, 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 in the United States, for instance, if you're talking about media in the United States, I would say that media in the United States, even video games for that matter at this point, are much more accepting of trans ideology. Well, do you believe and, that was a natural progression or was it a conscious conscious decision to promote that type of worldview? I think it was a, I think it was a natural progression that that would happen, but I do think that there was an agenda involved with causing it to happen too. But that's not legislation; that's just the world. What I'm saying is, it's always natural when it's the world, no matter how fast it happens. You know, if it's media you're consuming, the books you're reading, that I, I consider all that to be natural. I think whenever you start throwing legislation into the mix, that's when you mess it up because it's one thing for you to read a book and develop a certain philosophy. And I mean, you know, imagine it from this position, you know, I'm a Christian and I believe the way they do because I've read scripture and I've adopted that to my life. Now imagine if I, there, I were to, I were to develop legislation that said you need to do that too, that you need to accept that and that you need to adhere to it as much as I do. I, that wouldn't be fun. Same thing. You can look at it from these other perspectives, like, uh, even with the transgender thing. Um, what if I one day have a kid and uh, I have a kid and when my kid's four years old, that kid wants to wear dresses. And for some reason I say, no, you're a little boy and I want him to wear pants. Now that's my kid. 
I'm, I'm, I've been tasked with taking care of that kid. Now, what if we have legislation on the books that say my kid goes to school and says he want to wear a dress, and then I argue against that and they take my kid away because I'm not a, I'm not adhering to society's new new rule on how kids are allowed to be, and, they, and they, then they take my child away from it. That wouldn't be cool either. Yeah, it wouldn't be any better than them trying to take this lady's kid away for wanting to help her transition. Right. So, you, ant- you anticipated my objection. The the opposite would be true that if a child if a person transitions their child in a good faith effort by have their parent and they don't appear to be forcing anything, you shouldn't take their child away uh, if 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 they're incur- if they're encouraging what the child already naturally wants to do. Now that's leaving off the whole idea of using hormones to stop puberty and. Uh, and yeah, uh, surgical that, procedures and stuff like that. Yeah, surgical procedures and medical treatments and hormone therapies, all that kind of gets into a whole different quagmire because then you do have to ask them, like, if you want to allow your kid to live they want the way they want to live, that's one thing. But then when you try to use medicine to change something, you can kind of get into the whole, I mean, you can get into this whole experimentation thing, man, and it would be real easier for people to basically just call you Joseph Mangala, you know? I mean, that's just what they would do. They would say, why are you allowing that to happen? Why are you allowing this, you know, this this treatment to happen, you know? And then, and then they would just throw up, you know, they would throw up all the statistics of transgendered people who regret having reassignment surgery, yeah. you know, and that, that's another whole thing. That's that's one of the main reasons why I don't think a child should be given that choice or allowed to do it by their parents. I think, I think that they should at least be, you know, an adult. As they should as be an adult them. before they make decisions they're likely to regret for, if not the rest of their lives, at least a very long period of time. Um, yeah. The 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 transgender person who is weighing in on uh, this debate in 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 the politics channel is giving a lot of context from her experience. And she says that barring surgery, a lot of the transitioning can be done with detransitioning. And the uh, the uh, the criminal defense attorney basically put forth the idea that if the medical provider is liable for the detransitioning expenses and care, if the, if the patient regrets their decision, that that would be enough parity for him, you know. I believe he. I believe if if I were to extrapolate on his position, he wouldn't want anything irreversible done, like surgical procedures to change the gender of the child. But if you if you if you if you can transition, you can detransition according to the trans person. You can never go through puberty again. That's true. But you can you can undo a lot of those uh, personal changes that you've made to yourself with medications, you know. Otherwise, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be any adults transitioning into into men and women, you know. Yeah. It seems to I was I was gonna I was gonna stay I was gonna stay one say one more thing before we closed out of here. Uh, and if you if you want to uh, you know add something to it, that's fine. But it seems to me like the only value in forcing a position on society is giving a space for people to talk about their real human experiences, like that transgender friend of Dave Chappelle's who it's arguable that she killed herself because she was viewed as transphobic even though she was trans. I don't know the specifics of it, but judging based on that show that I watched, it seems like the only real thing you need to force is the ability for people to discuss aberrant situations, not necessarily aberrant, that implies too much negativity, but divergent situations in which they find themselves that are largely outside their control without fear of censure or being blamed or looked down upon or causing the destruction of society or an abomination before God or grooming children or all these other ridiculous things that the media 
uh, both right wing and, uh, and political figures harp on to get people really upset so they'll go to that poll and pull the lever. You know what I mean? What do you think about that? I mean, honestly, though, I, I think that I just I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. So I don't I don't think you even have to force it for that to happen on its own. You know, I grew up in a time in the early 80s. You know, I was born in the late 70s. So I grew up in the early 80s and mid 80s. And, you know, I was my family, man. Like The people would sit around and watch ball games and the adult men in my life. They would use the N word all the time. Okay, yeah. now them using the N word. Now let me tell you what happened inside my own mind. No one told me the N word was bad or inappropriate or wrong. I was not educated in that way to think those things. But you know what, John? I knew it was instinctually. So when my uncles and men uh, that I respected were using that word. I automatically questioned why they did it because I didn't understand why they would use a word to denigrate a person who looked different than them. And even at six and seven years old, I just instinctually knew that that was incorrect. It was incorrect to treat somebody differently just because you didn't like what they did or you thought, you know, I, I knew, I just knew that I didn't, I didn't have to be instructed. I didn't need a law to tell me that, you know, so yeah. I just knew. And so as I've grown up into an adult, I've never used those words. You know, I don't look at people that way. That's not something I do in practice. Same thing can be said with, you know, as much as, you know, we talk about as much as I could say that I would disagree with the idea of transitioning a child with medical treatments or hormone treatments, as much as I can tell you, I would disagree with that. I would also be the last person to try to, you know, say that a transgender person is not allowed to exist yeah you know it doesn't matter how i view or my views on it are are not the only time i'm going to have an opinion is when you're talking about children right like when you're talking about children and transitioning them transitioning them i'm going to have an opinion because i do believe that would be doing harm but when it comes to the way somebody wants to live their life i may have an opinion and if asked about that opinion, I may give my opinion, but I'm not going to go out of my way to say, hey, this person over here is somehow less of a human than I am because of the way they feel they need to live their life. You know, and I don't need a legislation to tell me that. And I think that most people don't need legislation to tell me that, because what will happen is, you know, I, I would dare say just just like in the just like in the South that was so racist. You still, they still have segregation lines in the South today, even though there's laws against it. It's still down there. You know, you hear these time, you hear the people talk about it all the time. You know, the towns they grew up in, and they just wouldn't go to one side of the town. You know, or you you hear these stories about how these these towns in the South would have two different proms for two different colored kids. So that stuff, no matter how we legislate it, you're just never going to beat that back. Now, I don't disagree with you that trying to force the conversation is not i'm not going to say that's a bad thing if the conversation needs to be had you can force it i mean you can force the conversation and maybe somebody will learn something but i don't know i just feel like that i didn't need anybody to force anything on me for me to just know what was naturally correct yeah well yeah those are all good points so uh, we're coming up on the 30 minute mark so uh thanks for talking to me today i guess i'll bring this to a close <laughs>